Hi, friend. You are listening to Boldly Created Podcast. Join your favorite duo as they bring on guests from all walks of life and allow you to feel like you are sitting with your besties chatting about life, Jesus, and navigating your 20s. Check in weekly for new episodes and laughs. Now, grab your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy the show. We are back for season four, episode 14. And this is such a monumental episode because this is the very last episode of season four. The last episode, y'all. We cannot believe that it is finally the end of season four. It went by so fast and we had so many amazing guests, but we have one more amazing guest for this episode. Yes. This week we have Brady Joyner, who is the husband of none other than Alex Joyner, who was on this season earlier on. She did the song Tend by Bethel. And this week we have a, I mean, we have a song, but we really don't have a song. It's a perfect way to wrap up this season and what worship is. I think this season went by so fast because we were so consistent with the episodes. Like this has never happened, y'all. No, literally like week in, week out, every Friday we were announcing new episodes and it was just going, it went so smoothly. Like it was amazing. It was amazing. I felt like an actual like podcast. I know. We were like (laughs) legit for a second there. (laughs) And we're going to stay legit, but we'll also let you know that we will have a month break after this release. Yes. We will not have another podcast released until June, a specific day in June, but we'll let you know further details when it comes by. To be continued. There's a little fun thing in there that you got to see. (laughs) Stay tuned. But what happens in like 22 days, Lily? Okay. So in 22 days... Addison and I and a bunch of our other friends are graduating college, which is so weird to say. Um, I feel old just saying that, but I don't. I'm ready to leave. Five I'm years. Also ready to leave. I'm a super senior. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't feel I am old. I don't feel <laughs> we will be walking across the stage yes. in front of our families, our friends, our loved ones. We will be able to finally say that we are alumni of Western yeah. Carolina University. And maybe we'll have someone in the crowd take over our Instagram for the day so you can hey. come along. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> that's happening. But without further ado, here is Brady Joyner. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. We are so excited to be back this week. And this is a very special episode because it is the last episode of season four. We did it. We did it. We, we made did it, it consistently. I know. A high five. <laughs> <laughs> but to close out our season four, we have a fun guest. We have Brady Joyner, who is the husband of someone that we had on the podcast earlier this season, Alex. And so I'll let you introduce yourself. Hello. <laughs> I'm Brady. Wife's Alex. Got two boys, Jackson and Levi. And that's pretty much it. They're the cutest kids ever. They are very cute. <laughs> but today we are doing another song. So what song are we doing today, Brady? Firm Foundation. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited Woo! about this one. I really <laughs> like it. I think it's a good one to end with. It is. Um, but before we get into the actual song, <laughs> I want to ask you some questions. Yeah, because yeah. what is your role at Bridge Church? <laughs> so I've had a lot of roles, but currently um, I kind of help Caleb oversee worship and scheduling and making the set list and coordinating with the speakers and the pastors, arranging midweek plans i mean pretty much anything that has to do with 
scheduling, picking songs or picking worship leaders is pretty Mm -hmm. much what I do. I have two questions with that. The first one being, what is your process of picking songs for different events? So I kind of just always start with, uh, I listen to a ton of music Mm -hmm. and um, that seems like a simple, broad answer, but I kind of try to keep up with everybody and what everybody's doing. And that's hard because there's so many things that are going on right now. Mm -hmm. And there are a ton of churches, a ton of bands and even solo artists that are doing things now. And um, so I listen to a ton of music, but most importantly, like I just, I go to the word and see what the Lord's speaking, see what the pastors are going to be speaking and kind of at best try to coordinate with their messages and with their sermons Mm -hmm. because I want it to be as accurate and truthful and um, kind of cohesive with what they're going to be speaking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. I also have the question of what has the Lord taught you the most in the role that you're in with doing so much? I would say just to be patient and to not reach for things that aren't there. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes across the board. I think um, I think we do a good job as uh, at Bridge, and I think we've grown a lot. But like one of the things that when I especially like first um, came on and started serving as an electric guitar player, guitar player, and then even just assisting Caleb with things years down the line was just there was not as much development there as mm-hmm. we have now, and I'm sure you've been through that process with the SLT and stuff like that. Like all of that was very new to us and Mm -hmm. it kind of seemed like it was fluid and that it was what we've been doing for years, but Mm -hmm. it really wasn't. So um, we, we just understood that being a unit and and being led by the Lord comes literally from that, just spending time with him and just being um, rooted in Christ and what he says. And so just kind of like adjusting to that and just being fair and, and truthful. With you playing guitar, when did you like start that when you were a kid or when when did it happen? I kind of always had a guitar around the house. My dad had like an old vintage guitar with a loud amp and <laughs> he never brought it out. And I just some somewhere down the road fell in love with guitar and wanted to play, but never could. And I actually went to a, a camp. Um, I think it was Exfuge on Mission, maybe. <laughs> so it's just a form of their of exfuge or infuge it's a it's a uh, form of infuge but it's like you go out with your own church instead of being split up yeah, and you do like your own vacation bible study and like you get assigned to an area and that's, it's just all really cool. you kind of make your own schedule and stuff so mm-hmm. i went out with that but the the camp that week we were at ridgecrest in uh black mountain brevard area mm-hmm. yeah. and sidewalk prophets was the band there that week and I had we had like cohorts where we would meet with like different people and different staff members and we actually had the guitar player from Sidewall Prophets in our group so I was like dude how do you do it like I just want to know like and he was like if you learn four chords you learn every song Mm -hmm. so he showed me the chords and just told me what they were and kind of just showed me how you could just Mm -hmm. transpose and do this stuff and I it was way over my head then but i went home and just like grabbed a guitar and learned how to play mm-hmm. i think yeah. the first song i learned was live like you were dying by tim mcgraw and then just went on down the road <laughs> learning That's different stuff funny. and i kind of played i played him a lot through middle or that was during middle school and all that happened and then in high school i played at a at our church that we were involved in 
with like the youth praise band and stuff and it was just very like mm-hmm. it wasn't very good but i played and, and then when i got to college i kind of put it aside as far as playing for people mm-hmm. and uh i think it was like a couple of years ago it was like the first sunday we were in color valley like the first time mm-hmm. all of our i don't know if you were here but our trailers mm-hmm. or our music trailer they got stolen oh. I had heard about it, but I was not there. Yeah, so our music trailer yeah. got stolen. Wow. Like all of the production stuff, all yeah, the hosting wow. stuff, all of our music equipment, subs, lights, speakers, everything. Mm. It was all gone. Wow. And we were in CVS for the first week, and we were just going to do like a broken down acoustic set. And somehow, I've never spoke to Caleb. I've been at the church for like four years. <laughs> I never even spoke to Caleb. And he found out that I played guitar from somebody. I have no idea who it was. <laughs> and he was like, he asked me some like off the wall question that only a, a competent guitar player would know. Oh. And I answered it correctly. And then he was like, you're playing next Sunday. <gasps> I so, can see that happening. <laughs> yeah. So that was how it all started. That's how <laughs> That's I got involved crazy. with that. I wow. think to that point, I had been like serving in different areas and just kind of wow. was like hiding that mm-hmm. and just didn't to me the at the time the bridge was big like uh mm-hmm. like two to three hundred people was huge and then it even grew to six five yeah, or six hundred people Bardo. and it was insane to me mm-hmm. and i was like there's no way i'm getting up there in front of anybody so that's crazy yeah so because the reason for my questions for that y'all that don't know is brady obviously plays guitar in our worship band for bridge but he's like at everything like every Sunday <laughs> midweek like whatever Bridge is doing everything. he is there playing guitar yeah. and he's the one who will like set the mood when like Josh is finishing speaking so like he yeah. goes up by himself so like that's yeah. why that surprises me because yeah. you have to start somewhere <laughs> but like that surprises yeah, me that's really yeah cool. at, when I first started I was like can I be behind because we were in Bardo you know and they always had the big screen and the two curtains that, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I was like can I just stand behind the curtains and like, be, like just add something that's, yeah so that's so cool wow. that, that's so cool because I'm sure it's like that like that bold thing of Caleb to say yeah. changed your life in so many ways, yeah. especially sure. in the way that you are. And they didn't even that. give me the right keys for that week. So oh. I showed up and like was not playing the right stuff. <laughs> oh, and love it. Love it. Jared was not there that week. Um, who was the other guitar player. So I think Aaron Brown was leading that week and was playing acoustic. Yeah. That's so Aaron, Aaron was a drummer, like, and he was playing acoustic that week. And he was like, you need to play this. And I, like, he didn't even know what he was talking about at that time. So I just like listened to it and was like, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And so I didn't know how to transpose or anything at that point. I just was like guessing <laughs> it worked out. And so Caleb was like, well, wow. that worked out really good. So that's really cool. That's well, how it started. We'll get to the song, I promise. But I have another question of like, <laughs> yeah. since you've been a part of the bridge for so long, you've seen so many college students come and go. Yeah. So like with that what has that shown you or what has that taught you or what, like, have you taken away from seeing that? It's hard. Um, we've definitely gotten a better position now with teaching and guiding and molding people. And I wouldn't even say molding is like the best word for that. Some people have to be molded, but like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of individuals that have the talent, like, Mm -hmm. but they just need a little bit of work. And so, and we have to, we didn't realize it back then, but we kind of gotten in the, area now where you know we get four years at best with these people Mm -hmm. to develop them and then get them plugged in and Mm -hmm. obviously their walks and and them being aligned with jesus is like the number one thing so Mm -hmm. if that's we have to kind of balance that 
that focus just to be like, Hey, we know you have these talents. We know you have the desires to be a part of this, but like this has to be in check first. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of like maneuvering all of that and understanding that while we want all the time in the world, like mm -hmm. we don't have it. So yeah, mm -hmm. it is hard. And then you get people who've been around for a long time, somebody like Emma Kay, yeah. who was here for a long time mm -hmm. and obviously made an impact, mm -hmm. um, yeah, not not only in worship, but just with groups and, and, mm -hmm. and just being the leader in general. And then yeah. somebody like her leaves or even Andrew, you know, yeah. Andrew is here since conception. Yeah, that, that so, held me for a minute. He yeah. got rid of that little teeth. That was hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so seeing somebody like him go and Andrew's, you know, you look at Andrew and it's not even like, oh, he's a worship leader. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's older than me, but like you look to Andrew in that role when he leaves and be like, man, I'm, I'm losing like a very big part of what we're doing and yeah. kind of have to adjust and then grow, raise up new leaders. Right. Yeah. So, wow. So I'm so excited to start talking about the song and something I realized about this song when I was preparing is that we saw this song live at Passion um, and that was an amazing experience. I would love to hear your overall thoughts on the song. <laughs> yeah. So I, I honestly was not like the biggest fan about it. Like when I first heard it. And so I, it's funny, but like, I have, I have a thing against like Cody Carnes and, and Phil <laughs> Wick, people like Phil Wickham, yeah. uh, Sean Curran, like these guys who are incredible worship leaders and write <laughs> incredible songs, but they sing in the vocal range of a female. And this is true. It's just like it's hard for me. And yeah, so I'm like, man, I just I just need like a little it sounds like a pop song. It doesn't really matter how they kind of lay it yeah. out, but I just listened to it over and over again. And um it was one that had been floating around just with being mm -hmm. mentioned to do at church. And so uh I started prepping myself for that because I kind of knew it was gonna be coming up, and so and we can talk about that process as mm -hmm. well later yeah, on yeah. if you want to, but I kind of just sat down and started reading about it. Mm -hmm. And I saw counsel from some guys that really think the same way and kind of have the, the mindset that I have as far as focusing and uh, preparing to do certain songs. Mm -hmm. And I came to the conclusion that the song is simple in most people's minds because it's like, I'm, I have a foundation in Christ. Like I'm mm -hmm. a Christian. Everything is going to be yeah. okay. Right. And the song, I don't know even what they wrote it about, but mm -hmm. what the scripture says it's about is about the end times. And a lot mm -hmm. of the scripture and the stuff that's talked about within that song is in a point of the Bible where the disciples and, and the crowds of people are following Jesus around. And he's kind of giving these little sermons like here and there, mm -hmm. but they ask him about like, what's, what's to happen at the end? Like what's going to happen? And so there's a couple different places of scripture. I actually wrote them down. Yeah. But uh, in Matthew, it kind of starts in like Matthew 24 because it, it breaks down about the one who endures will be saved. Mm -hmm. And it, it, there's a connection that's verse 13, but in uh, chapter 24 verses 36 through 44, uh, there's a connection to that bridge in that song when it's talking about the rain coming, the floods mm -hmm. coming, and the wind. And it, it just says that just like the days of Noah when all these mm -hmm. people were like partying and they were having weddings and they were drinking, um, they didn't understand and didn't realize that 
the floods were coming yeah. until it happened until they were overtaking bottom. Yeah. And so what Jesus is speaking about is like the, the thief is coming in the night or even like he's coming. And the, that's just a metaphor about being like you're unprepared. Like yeah. the guy who's ready for the thief is going to mm-hmm. step and watch his house. But mm-hmm. most people don't expect that to happen. Yeah. But he's telling us to be guard, be on guard mm-hmm. and to have this foundation in Christ and it continues on talking about the one who builds his house on the rock will not be shaken when mm-hmm. those floods and that stuff happening. And so there's even connections into like Luke when mm-hmm. it, it talks about uh, the follower in Luke chapter six. It says the follower who listens and builds his house on the rock and mm-hmm. digs deep for his foundation will not be shaken. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of that thought of like when Jesus comes back, which is as Christians, like we're all looking for this moment and we all are like yeah like jesus is going to come back one day but like he discusses like it's not just gonna it's not just gonna be sunshine and rainbows we're saved and then he's gonna take us and we're not gonna have to experience anything like this these things these floods the these tribulations that he's talking about are just the birthing pains of of what's going to come in the end in the end times and so we're going to experience some of this and the reason he tells us to have this firm foundation who christ is is because when all that stuff happens we don't want to be like the people like noah told those individuals that there was a flood coming And he prepared and he had a firm found or he had a firm foundation and did and was obedient with what the Lord gave to him to be like when the floods came, like Noah was like, I'm ready. Right. You know, and and that's kind of where I want to be with Mm -hmm. with when the Lord comes back. Like we're gonna be surprised. He says we don't know the day and the hour, but I don't want to be surprised like holy crap, I'm dead. You know, like like (laughs) the the flood is like I wanna be like I'm ready for whatever you got next. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I picked that song. Mm-hmm. And that's because that's what I found and kind of spoke to our team when mm-hmm. when we did that song. I guess just how wow. I go in depth with stuff, I know. I really kind of started to put my phone in my notes away. And like, you're like, wow. Like when you were talking, <laughs> I, all I could think about was like, this is why Donovan kept telling me this. Because he's been telling me over and over, you have to have Brady on this season. You have to have Brady on this season. <laughs> and we had already talked about it. We were already oh, set yeah. and everything. Yeah. He's like, like even like last week we had a meeting. He was like, "You really need to get Brady on." I'm like, "He's coming on." But like as you're talking, I was like, "Yeah, that's why." Yeah, because you just like like I went on the Brianton. Bri- oh, Briantessic. Yeah, yeah. That person told yeah. about and like you just like took that and like, exp- I I yeah. That was just a whole new viewpoint of the song from what I took away. Like that was just so yeah. cool to like be able yeah. to hear what you just said. Yeah, there's it all comes. There's a there's a method to all that madness because to most people that seems like craziness. Mm -hmm. But like our responsibility, most people, if you were to ask them, like, what is the responsibility of a worship leader? They would say that it's your responsibility to create an atmosphere for people to experience Jesus, and that's not at all what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It says in Romans twelve that our our duty and our responsibility is to look at my notes. It says to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual worship. So like when you sacrifice things and you sacrifice yourself to become holy and acceptable, you're being obedient. And so like, I would say that more so to create an atmosphere for people to experience Jesus is like our, our responsibility, especially on Sunday mornings, because that's, you know, the majority of a consumer is yeah. that's that's their day mm-hmm. to experience Jesus. And so our responsibility is to not give them an experience, but it's 
to show them and to be yes. people who model obedience to the Lord. And mm-hmm. so, um, and it starts with us because we're usually the first people mm-hmm. that they, they get a glimpse of Jesus from. Mm-hmm. And That's so true. we're, we're leading them into that section of obedience. Mm-hmm. So that way when Josh comes or who Caleb or Matt or whoever comes and they're speaking the truth things to them and giving yeah. them challenges yeah. that they're already ready to accept mm-hmm. that yeah. obedience yeah. And, and give into that. So I won't go on that tangent, but I think more <laughs> churches need to hear what you just said. I agree with yeah. that. Wow. I, that's crazy. That's I love that. hitting the nail on the head. I think that's really true. What you said about how, like, I guess it's a cliche to think what a worship leader's like responsibility is. And it's definitely something I don't know much about because I've never been a worship leader, but I think it's really cool to hear that perspective. Um, because even thinking about the first time I went to bridge, like that's when Emma K was there on stage and in Bardo. And, Mm -hmm. and I just remember seeing her and seeing her just sing and it's, it was all over her, like just the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, you know, I had just come back to church and I thought, I want to feel like that again. And I think that's so beautiful because it really does start with the worship leaders and how they are just in front of the Lord and experiencing the Lord in front of whoever has come to church. Mm So it's really cool. It's it's turned into something that it's not supposed to be. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a ton of references. There's a ton of scripture even based on that and yeah. you know i even go with picking songs like the the word says to um worship in spirit and truth mm-hmm. and so like but a lot of people nowadays are worshiping in spirit and the newest mm-hmm. song that they can write with the biggest up and comer mm-hmm. you know yeah. and not that those things are bad and not that those things aren't used but like yeah. um i actually just saw a thing today <laughs> i wrote it down because i thought it was going to come up um <laughs> But Jeremy Riddle is somebody that I really look to, and I don't know if y'all even know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he actually is the one singing. If you listen to King My Heart, the one the guy that comes in that says you're never gonna let me down, that's Jeremy Riddle. What? So okay, he was yeah. he was at Bethel for a long time, and he's toured all around the world doing shows for millions. He's oh. done little little shows. He's been a part of Bethel Church, which is you know there's things with that even yeah. in that that we won't go <laughs> yeah. into, but. Um, like he's at a church now, he stepped away and he has like a select group of people that he interacts with and coordinates oh, with. And he's at a church, um, in California that's a lot smaller and he's, mm-hmm. he's over their worship, obviously, but he wrote a book called the reset. And it's about like, mm-hmm. it's about the Lord and it's about worship and how there's the focus is supposed to be on the Lord. But he said yeah. something in a sermon recently talking about faith culture because he was like in worship it's become the latest and greatest Mm -hmm. thing to talk about miracles Mm -hmm. to talk about healing to talk about this and that Mm -hmm. and uh it's become this huge thing but he says when the focus of worship ceases to be jesus everything gets out of alignment and when our focus stops looking straight at jesus and that stone is set and determined with careful measurement and if we aren't placing jesus at the center of everything ourself our building and our body is going to get out of whack. Mm, and he wow. said, he said at the end of it, he was like, I'm all for breakthrough and miracles, but those things are a result of a people wow. focused and fixated on Jesus. And mm. so that's kind of where we're at as a church. And I would Josh and Caleb, and this has taken years to kind of get mm. to this point, yeah. but that's kind of our focus with every event to mm-hmm. the smallest in your home. Yeah. Uh, in your apartment worship little acoustic night with your friends to mm. 
a thousand people at a worship night. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's been the mentality mm-hmm. as of the last couple of years to be like, mm-hmm. you know, if Jesus is not, is not the center and we're not focused on him. We're not focused on worshiping him truly and, and giving in and then being sacrifices for him and what he's trying to do. Like he's not going to use us at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's yeah. where we're trying to be as a church with SLT, yeah. mm-hmm. with youth, with everything. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. So I love that. I love so that. I had another question come up as you were talking, but with being at the church for so long, involved in so many ways and just playing a significant role on the worship team, how do you not allow pride to overtake you? (laughs) It's more of a forgiveness thing. You know, you got to ask for forgiveness when it happens. I get very prideful um, in deciding and making decisions. And I have a lot of uh, encouragement. I have a good team to sit and, give me rain in in a lot of areas especially when it comes to picking music but at the same time like at the end of the day i've got to i've got to be uh void to the spirit you know mm-hmm. i've got to allow the spirit to work and so even something as recent as this week like i i planned a set and uh okayed it with josh and talked over it with him and had people assigned to it had keys picked out oh. and then he's like hey uh the spirit's just speaking to me like I, I think we need to do this and so obviously preparation helps with that but like even last minute i mean it's our it's our responsibility to change things and mm-hmm. be willing just like josh comes in sometimes with the sermon and, and has something he's focused on all week yeah. to speak about but the spirit leads him in a different direction and i mean we have yeah. to be willing to do that but yeah. it's hard when you spend a lot of time and effort in preparation for something yeah and so I have to I have to die to myself and, and not be prideful and be selfless a lot of times yeah. and I'm not very good at it. Um and that trickles over a lot of times into parenthood and yeah. being a husband. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm glad that you're able to say that though. Yeah, that's like, yeah. big just to say that. Because really. I feel like people are like so prideful that they're ashamed yeah. of their pride. Like yeah. and I love that like we've had like two conversations in the past two weeks with this season that yeah. we've talked about pride mm-hmm. and the vulnerability that's come with it because it's something that everyone deals with no matter who oh, yeah. you are like even if it's not the biggest thing you deal with you deal with it to an extent because you are like oh look at everything that we've done or mm-hmm. even with the podcast like oh, like oh wow look at this and we have to like fix it We're real like, fast no, no, like, no. no it's the lord's platform <laughs> yeah. so i like appreciate the vulnerability that yeah. you're able to like say like i deal with that right for sure I love this episode because, like, yeah, we have a song, but it's a really cool way to like close out the season of worship. Yeah, it's all coming together. Yeah. It really with is. Worship, like, it's like, so cool. At the heart. I really yeah. love this. <laughs> in the song, I really liked this lyric, and it's, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. And my question is, why are you glad that you put your faith in Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> it's first. a big question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, and I wouldn't even say so much the faith aspect of it. I, yeah. Like, I, I went to, I grew up in church and I got saved really young and, uh, you know, hometown Southern Baptist small <laughs> and just, you, you go up cause everybody else is going up. But I mean, I've always, I feel like I've always believed that like when that time hit, when it was like, I, I do believe like mm-hmm. I can understand who Jesus is and what mm-hmm. he's done. Like I've always been a believer. My problem has always been the following aspect of it. So, mm-hmm. It took me years, even even to college. I mean, I got saved at probably seven years old, first first second grade, wow. and then I moved into middle school, and I think I like rededicated my life, or mm-hmm. you know, kind of 
was like, yes, I kind of under, I'm starting to understand like obedience now. And I'm not, I've not done that to this point. So I kind of want to, want to go ahead and make that rededication, you know, whatever term that they, you know, mm-hmm. they use. And then I got into college and, um, kind of, I, I did some crazy stuff when I was younger and I got to college and was with Alex at the time. And we had been together for several years at that point, but just getting to college and having more rain to do stuff and more free will, mm-hmm. sin definitely trickled in. And I don't know if she talked to you about any of our story, but, um, mm-hmm. and I can hop into that too. But <laughs> it just like st- things piled up and there was sin after sin after sin. And then we, you know, I started coming to bridge mm-hmm. and was like, these people around me are different. And I took a, it took a long time. I mean, to be vulnerable and uh, to speak about the Lord, to serve in a capacity that wasn't just me doing something that Alex signed me up for. And so when I, my first, I mentioned my first Sunday at the bridge was in children's ministry. I wasn't even at Western at the time. So I took a semester at community college um, and Alex was up here and uh, I would come up, on Thursday nights after class and stayed mm-hmm. on Sunday night. And mm-hmm. she had started going to campus church at the time. And I came up one weekend and she was like, Hey, by the way, we're serving at nursery this week. I'm like, what, <laughs> at what church? Like, I've not been to a single church that since I've been so up here. Funny. And so, uh, but I mean, I served in that, a very minor capacity mm-hmm. and got into a small group with, uh, actually it was a, about 50 dudes when I first jumped in, but it was Austin Neary, Thor Smith, so Brittany Smith's brother, Evan Albertson. I mean, a oh, bunch of people that I don't even, I can't even remember who wow. I was in that group. It was a ton of people. <laughs> and that kind of was like, it was odd for me. It was different and I wasn't ready for it. And then I went a couple of years just kind of dabbling in like small groups here and there and just never really found a fit. And then I think me and Alex had either just got married or we were about to get married. And we joined Austin and Molly and started a couples group. And like one couple moved away and then another couple stopped going. And so it was like literally just hang out time with me and Austin, Alex and Molly, which was great. But then we turned it into like a men's and women's group. And for like the next four years, I mean, it was the same dudes. Wow. give or take a few guys here and there that we just really like every week it was accountability it was sharing sin struggles it was like being super vulnerable which is something i never did and that really molded me in that during that time we were hard on each other um it was probably a little bit more hellfire and brimstone than what, <laughs> than what it should have been but i mean even it, it gave me a lot to even like push me to lead my own small group yeah. um and like guys like Seth trickled through. Like <laughs> Seth was my, he was, I was the first small group he had ever went through. So I got a harp on Seth for like a year. <laughs> That's crazy. And was really wow. tough on him. Um, but That's I mean, look where he's at now. Yeah. And I had the same treatment. So, I mean. Yeah. Wow. Know. That's so cool. We're going to have to have you and Alex on here together. That would be great. Because like, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard very little of the story, but like how long you've known each other is insane. Yeah. So I can't even imagine yeah. how much Lord has done through y'all. Oh. So like, we, we'll have to do that next yeah. year. Yes. Well, we enter. <laughs> I don't even remember next. how long it's been. It's been a long time. <laughs> with kids now, it's even worse because you're trying to keep up with another date. It's like, <laughs> I think me and Alex started dating in 2012. 
going in. I think we were going in eleven junior year of high school. And then, so it's like 10 or 11 years now, I think. That's We got married after five. Then we got married in 2017. That's crazy. So wow. we've been uh, together like a long time. <laughs> like wow. over half That's our so life. Sweet. So. That's so cool to like hear that she started in kids and is still in kids and now running kids. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a big deal. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Well, we have to do that <laughs> So with this song, you said that you had just been listening to it to prepare because it had come into play with like doing worship. Yeah. How do you like go about preparing for a song and understanding it so that when you go to Sunday, you're like set and ready and feel good? Yeah. Um, so a lot of what Dick, there's a couple things that dictate mm -hmm. what we, what we do. Yeah. Number one is relevancy. Mm -hmm. So, and not, that's a, a weird term to use, mm -hmm. but like, does it apply to what we're speaking about? Mm -hmm. And so that starts like, I start with Josh first to say, Hey, what's the sermon series? What are we going to be doing? In mm. some sermon series, it's, a, it's hope, you know, like it, we, yeah. so we try to do more uplifting, more hopeful songs. And then it comes to Easter mm. where it's like, there's a lot of songs that are centered around resurrection and mm -hmm. Easter. And mm -hmm. so we, you know, that plays a part in it, but it's also like not trying to do things that are new just because of new. And mm. so we, I've, I said it before, but in John, it speaks about, worship and spirit and truth and yeah. so like our number one thing that we want to do in in leading worship and choosing songs is speak truth yeah and offer uh obviously offer worship to the lord but you do that through obedience mm -hmm. and understanding like you can't truly love somebody if you don't understand them and you don't know them mm -hmm. and so we want to present songs and music mm -hmm. to help people learn about Jesus and like know who he is. So like something mm -hmm. like King of Kings is a great song because it literally shares the gospel yeah. <laughs> start to finish. Yeah. And it's very uplifting. It's a powerful song, mm -hmm. good lyrics, easy to sing along to. Like those are great things. Mm -hmm. But then you have songs such as So Will I that are also like really good songs, but they're way over people's heads, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So you have to like, there's a lot that goes into what, who's going to speak? What are they speaking about? And then is the song truthful? Um, is it leading people to Jesus? Does it point to Jesus? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of songs that are more me centered. Mm, and then there's the column, um, there's vertical songs and horizontal songs. Oh. So like vertical songs are things that look to Jesus or praising to Jesus. Oh. Something like Jesus, you alone would be very much like, it's mm. like you're speaking prayers to Jesus, very much David oriented. David wrote a lot of vertical songs when he yeah. spoke to the Lord, talking yeah. about how great he was and how powerful he was. Yeah. And then you have very horizontal songs that are like, this is my testimony. Mm -hmm. um, or even like something like House of Miracles by like Brandon Lake. Like it's very like, mm -hmm. and, it, and yeah. the ones who really get it and the ones who do a great job like him, Phil Wickham, people like that, that write really good, true worshipful songs is they know how to go back and forth. And so, like, if you look at a song like House of Miracles, it's very much this is a house of worship, this house of prayer, house of healing. Yeah. And then in the bridge, it's like, I still believe you're moving. I still mm -hmm. believe you're doing these things ah. for good. Like, it's, so it changes mm -hmm. and it's able to give a pet talk almost to the church horizontally. Yeah. And it's praise, praising of the Lord vertically. So um, I look to that as well. Like, what does the church need right now? Mm -hmm. um, what are we trying to accomplish? And because you don't want all just like 
it's about us because yeah. it's not yeah. it has nothing to do mm -hmm. with us and right. there are songs that are good about that but so what's it what is it about does it speak truth mm -hmm. who's it looking at mm -hmm. and then does it tie in with what we're doing and then sometimes it even comes down to who we got like mm -hmm. um who's available right. and so um i've like their songs and you know that may hurt people's feelings and it's not meant to but like um there's songs that like I've not chose to do because I I just can't play the guitar parts on them. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking the time to learn. Right. Not that they're not worthy of being sung because I think that they're really great songs and I think that they point to Jesus. But and they would be great songs for like we struggle with doing a beat songs to start the set with. Mm -hmm. um, we find those that are really good yeah. and we like I've literally not chosen for that reason. There's some songs that like we have to not do because the people aren't physically capable mm -hmm. yeah. of doing them. So like Danny who plays piano, mm -hmm. he's got arthritis like crazy in his mm -hmm. fingers. So he can't play in certain keys and can't do certain things because his fingers can't reach the keys. That's so, crazy. so we have to think about stuff like right. even that, um, wow. like yeah. Ashley that drums, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, like yeah. she had a major surgery on her mm -hmm. foot, yeah. like right when she first came on. So, <laughs> when she was playing, I had to think of like, does this song have a lot of kick drum in it? Because mm -hmm. she's going to be using that foot. Right. So I had to like kind of, wow. I had to adjust. So wow. there's a lot that That's you have crazy. to think about uh, when it goes into that. And, um, wow. Yeah. Things and, that no one else would think about. Yeah. Really? And it, nice. Like even picking people is a hard thing because I can't pick something that's like, crazy stupid high and put Chandler on it a right. lot of times like Chandler right. does a great job mm -hmm. but again you go Chandler knows this and he wouldn't mind me like Chandler has a very low register when he sings so mm -hmm. I have to usually drop mm -hmm. stuff for him mm -hmm. either either it's just a, a half step to a step or it's like three steps and when you dabble with changing it that much you have to change the structure the way the song's played mm -hmm. it's more difficult especially for keys players that's like mm -hmm even for somebody like Scarlett or we have a new guy on Riley, he's really good, but like Danny just physically can't reach some of that stuff. So um, we have to change and dictate who yeah. sings because of that. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot, there's a ton That's crazy. about, about that, that most people don't think about. So like yeah. when, when you get upset because <laughs> you're not scheduled or you get upset because yeah. we've shifted a song, we changed something that you really wanted to do. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, it has to be about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And and we're, we're doing our best to be obedient and to create a distraction free environment and yeah. to set our leaders up for success. Mm -hmm. So that way you, the church aren't looking and being like, this freaking drummer <laughs> ain't hitting hitting nothing, you know. Right. Or I'm playing all the wrong notes on the guitar, or you know, the singer's really struggling on this song. Like I don't want to do that, like because yeah. it's, it's not about that to begin with. But I don't want to set somebody up for failure. So oh, like, yeah. we really put it through mm -hmm. the Berean test, whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's not the Berean yeah. test, but we put it through a lot of yeah. loopholes to yeah. say, hey, like we check the boxes before we do certain mm -hmm. things because yeah. we want it we want the church to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think you saying that also like shows me that every part of the church is so important and effective for all of it to come together. Mm -hmm. So like kids, yeah. worship, production, hosting, like in people in each of those areas see something that yeah. other people won't see. Mm -hmm. And if one of those areas didn't exist, yeah. then the church wouldn't exist full heartedly for bridge. Absolutely. And I think that's really cool just to see from like what you were saying of like 
the leaders in there and the people that volunteer and just mm-hmm. everything that it takes to set up everything. Like I think of production. Like I don't want to touch any of that stuff. I yeah. don't. I won't because I'm afraid I'll break it. Yeah. But like Megan and like Sarah, they mm-hmm. know what they're doing mm-hmm. and they've been taught that and now they're teaching others and so like it's so cool just to see how much the leaders of the church are able to take their gifts and their knowledge Mm -hmm. and put it on others so that they're able to build leaders that necessarily won't stay in Koloe but that will leave Mm -hmm. like I think of like Donovan he's taught me so much and I'm not staying in Koloe so I get to take what I learned from that and go to Charlotte and use that so like it's just so cool to see like how everyone in the church is so important whether they know that or not and that all of us are using our gifts for the glory of God. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. and it's cool too. Like, of course, things change, mm-hmm. and and they grow and they develop over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but people have to understand that whether it's host teams or it's production or it's even worship, they have to understand that what we're doing at this moment mm-hmm. is what's it's way better than what it was. Yeah, because yeah. for the longest time, you mentioned people like Megan. Mm-hmm. You mentioned people like Sarah. They weren't around forever. Yeah. AJ used to do all that by yeah. himself. Wow. He said he That's ran crazy. all those cables. He ran That's all the production, crazy. the live stream. He mm. did everything. We used to run lights. Andrew used to do a lot of that, but AJ yeah. used to do all that stuff, a lot of That's it by himself. Crazy. And so, and we had a lot smaller band. And even when I came on, like it, we had a lot of people, but we didn't do half the stuff that we did wow. now. So, it's 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 developed a lot so like mm-hmm. if you start to question where we're at and what what we're doing and you think that it's not the best scenario it may not be but it's what's better than what we were doing mm-hmm. so like kind of don't look back and mm-hmm. just look look to grow in those areas yeah uh uh-huh. All right, Brady, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, it was so you. much fun. Thank you for me. And y'all were finished with season 4, Woo-hoo! but stay tuned for flavor of the week. All right, y'all, it's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guest, Brady. So, Brady, what is your Flavor of the Week this week? So my <laughs> flavor, <laughs> flavor of the Week, uh, is it flavor? Yeah. Flavor, yeah. flavor, flavor, flavor. Flavor of the Week. <laughs> okay, so it's actually been the flavor for a couple of weeks. But I, uh, I'm one of those people that get, I listen to a song and I listen to it probably for two months straight, oh, wow. like 10 times a day. Um, and it helps me learn it. It helps me learn how to play it. And it also just speaks to me. And, and a lot of times it's in a time where I need to hear certain things, but yeah. I've been listening to a song called faithful to the end by, mm. by Bethel. Um, mm. it's more the, the McClure's. I don't know if y'all know who they are. Paul and Hannah McClure. So, um, they're really good. They write a lot of good stuff, but mm. this one is actually an older song, but it just talks about like, how we were made mm-hmm. by Jesus and by God. And like we have like the intro verse is we're heaven spun creations, mm-hmm. his pride and adoration, treasures woven by his love, his careful hands. They hold us safe within his promise of calling and of destiny. And then the chorus is I will sing of all you've done. I'll remember mm-hmm. how far you've carried me from beginning until the end. You're faithful, faithful to the end. Mm-hmm. And then the bridge is even, um, there wasn't a day that you weren't by my side. There wasn't a day that you let me fall. All of my life, your love has been true, and all of my life, I will worship.
Um, I have, I grew up very, uh, traditional Baptist. Like we didn't talk about the spirit. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about spiritual gifts at all. We weren't at all what you would consider charismatic. And I don't think that we're there at the bridge either. Um, and I think there's a fine balance in that. But like one of the things I've always struggled with is like allowing the Lord to do things in my life and, and work around me and me be able to accept like the things that he's actually doing. And so a song like that is super important to me to just understand that like it, it truly is like, number one, I'm loved by Jesus. Yeah. I have been boldly created by Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've, I've, I've been built and designed in a way that is to be adored um, and to be loved by the creator. And I'm held in his hands. Like he knows exactly what's a part of my life. And like, I even look at that as like a, even more so as a father, you know, looking Mm -hmm. at the boys to be like, like I created you Mm -hmm. like, um, and to kind of bestow that on them as well to just be like, I've made you for something more than what you are like. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, of course, they're sinful. Like I can see it now, even like little kids. Like, <laughs> you, you won't understand that till you have kids. But just to to understand that like God, even through all of my sin and what he knew I was going to mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. like from the moment he created me, yeah. um, like I was loved and he's never going to leave me like he's never going to forget about me and he's going to guide me as long as i allow him to and he's faithful to the end which is what we talked about earlier with yeah, that song yeah. it's like like our goal as christians is to make it to the end mm-hmm. and so to always have that eternal mindset and the end mm-hmm. goal of, yeah. of being with him and so just kind of the flavor of the week just mm-hmm. just just to sit there and have that as a belief yeah. and an acceptance in your heart to say like look like I can do anything through Christ as long as I allow him to mold me. Like he's going to do great things to me. It might not be the things that I want to do, but it's going to absolutely be the things that he wants to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. What about you, Addison? Mine is a moment. So this past week I got to have the girls I disciple on the podcast and we went to dinner and it was just so much fun. And I just love them so much. It was just (laughs) so, so good. What about you, Lily? <laughs> Mine is a song and it is called Lead Me to the Rock by David Belochi, I believe. But you just got to hear it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> From the ends of the earth, I call to you. And when my heart is overwhelmed, when Well, that is all for Flavor of the Week. Again, we are done with season four. Thank you, Brady, for closing Thank us you. out. And we will see you guys later for season five. Bye, you guys. Bye.